You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T-Mac, aka Tanya. And I'm joined by Biscuits. Say what up to the people. Always carry a serviceable spare tire. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, guys. <laughs> yes, he is our side. Hey, well, we did christen you Biscuit because you are our spare, but you're in fact a part of the family as everybody else. <laughs> hey, everyone's got their role. <laughs> yes, in the body of Christ, everyone has their role to play. Um, Cookie Monster is still away. He is off gallivanting in the States. So if you're listening from the States, make sure you look for him. Track him down. Ask him some tough questions. Um, but we're here today with our one of our regular guests. His name is Cool Waza. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. Mm, you sound very calm. Today. Yeah. <laughs> very regal. Um, yeah, so this is Radiant Culture. And what we do here is we look at the culture in which we live we're in Zimbabwe, but wherever you are, look at the culture in which you live. And most of the time, whatever it's telling you is contrary to what the Bible is telling us in most instances. instances, Not all, but in most. So we're just trying to figure out what is the real truth of the matter. We try to dig deeper and figure out how we should navigate. Oh, gosh, this is terrible. We never negate. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> we try to dig deeper and try to figure out how we should navigate our way through this world, through this life as young Christians. Yeah, we looked at different issues. We've looked at sexuality. We've looked at politics. We've looked at gender roles. We looked at a lot of things. So if you haven't listened to our podcast before, I encourage you to look back through the podcast and have a listen. All right, so today's topic. Last week, we talked about the prosperity gospel. We had um, an interesting guest. His name is Bishop Chikuni. So if you're interested in knowing um, his take on what the prosperity gospel is, and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I just encourage you to listen to it and send through your comments and your contributions. You've been getting some interesting ones. And today we're going to be talking about the spiritual realm, pretty much. About angels and demons and, you know, the good guys and the bad guys and how they affect our lives. But um, just as a segue into that, we're going to do the word of the day. Which, Kuwaza, you'll really have to help me get to the bottom of what it means. I hope I can. Yeah, no, I know you can. I know I have so much faith in you. <laughs> the word of the day is, phrase of the day, Christianese phrase of the day <laughs> is in the spirit. And um, <laughs> people say this a lot, like when they feel like they've received some sort of revelation, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I was just in the spirit. And I felt God say ABC. Or if you don't get something and they get it, They'll tell you, no, 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 you just need to be in the spirit for you to understand. So, yeah, I hear the phrase a lot. And it really makes me feel um, like a lesser Christian for not understanding certain things because I wasn't in the spirit. So, do you mind explaining what that means? Okay, so in the spirit uh, is a phrase that comes from, uh, if you read uh, Revelation chapter 1, uh, uh, John speaks. He, he begins his, uh, you know, his revelation uh, of Jesus Christ, and he says, 
in on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. Mm. So that has basically been generalized to kind of mean any time when, you know, you are in a state where you are more uh, in touch with what is happening in the spirit, what God is saying, what the Holy Spirit is doing. Yeah. That's what being in the spirit means for most people. So mm-hmm. when I was in the spirit as opposed to it's just something coming out of my mind or I was having a, you know, I had just a good time and just sitting around with people and then I just thought of this good idea. No, mm-hmm. I was actually in the spirit. So it's used to kind of add weight to something, that, you know, if someone wants to say something that they feel they want someone else to take very seriously. Yeah. It's, I, I was in the spirit. So that's where it, you know, it, it comes from. My issue is, are we sure which spirit? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can, yeah, can you not be in more than one kind? I don't know. I'm just Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. I mean, saying. You know, there's uh, the alcoholic drinks called spirits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, so you have to really know exactly what someone's talking about, I yeah. guess. Because, yeah. I mean... People can still get things wrong. For example, when someone prophesies and they say they're in the spirit, but, you know, the prophecy ends up being inaccurate. You're like, so, when you were saying he was in the spirit, did he just not see correctly in the spirit? Or, I don't know, Just it's just, it's one of those things. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so... Um, angels and demons, it's one of those spooky kind of topics. Well, it can get there. If you've ever watched those weird movies. Where like Angels and Demons. Yeah, that might yeah. be one. I've never watched Maybe, it. I didn't watch it, but I guess it's a good starting point. <laughs> Don't watch it. <laughs> well, none of us have watched it, so it can't be a starting point. But like those ones, like um, Poltergeist and... Exorcist. Exorcist. Yeah, those. Yeah. yeah, and like every horror movie that there is, really. Yeah, or Paranormal, you know. Paranormal like, Activity, yeah. one, two, three. The, I think there's a number of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it makes it seem really spooky. Yep. This whole spiritual realm and how, what happens when the natural realm and the spiritual 13 realm. 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. That was oh pretty bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what happens when the natural and the supernatural kind of interlap or what's the word I'm looking for? Overlap. Overlap. Yeah. Interlap. interlap. You're Is on a roll a today. Word? <laughs> today on the Radiant Culture Dictionary. <laughs> Interlapping is when... <laughs> <laughs> you get all your words mixed up. <laughs> I think we should actually pin that. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. So what? What is it? What is it? I. 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 It must be obviously more mm-hmm. than what we see in the natural because yeah. there's a God who we believe in who we don't see. Yeah. So we know He's there. Yeah. Who are all these other guys? <laughs> ah, or, yeah. or are there other guys? Maybe yeah. we start even from there. Yeah. 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 Are there question. other guys? That's a good yeah. question. Uh, the spiritual realm is a very interesting phrase that's used a lot by, especially if you're in charismatic Pentecostal kind of circles. And it just basically means the world of the spirit, a world in which spirits live. So there are spirit beings, uh, and the Bible is replete with all sorts of examples of spirit beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the category is simply much, uh, if you read Hebrews chapter 12, where it talks about we have not come to a mountain that, you know, is burning with fire and so on, but we have come to the company of innumerable angels, and then there's God, there's Jesus there. So you have God, you've got Jesus, you've got angels. Mm-hmm. You've also got the spirits of just men made perfect, which is those people that have you know, died in the Lord and I've gone to be with them. They are also oh, in that realm of the spirit. Not Vazimu. <laughs> no, not Vazimu. No, no. Sure sounds no, like it. The same thing? No, not that. Not at all. 
it's those that are waiting for the bodily resurrection when Christ returns. Okay. Yeah. So, so wait, like, is, is that like purgatory? Is that the same thing? Different thing? No, although I, I don't, I, you, you, you get me stoned by certain people, but yeah. it's not purgatory. It's actually okay. heaven. It's, so that's heaven where God lives. Heaven um, light, because heaven, the they're waiting for something else. Well, actually, heaven, it's heaven, heaven, because <laughs> what they're waiting for is new heavens and a new earth. So we're all going to be living on earth, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. We won't be living in heaven. Heaven is just temporary. Yeah. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. Okay. I, I see right. the comments yeah. and the emails flying in. We'll have a podcast on the heavenlies <laughs> and the, the levels. Well, yeah. There's, yeah, but there's, they're always talking about levels of heaven, right? There's yes. Seventh yeah. heaven. Yes. Seven. Yeah, uh, and, and that comes from Genesis one verse one. If you read that, it says, "And God, in the, in the beginning, God created the heavens plural. and the earth." Yeah, oh, the okay. earth is, is singular, but the heavens is plural. Oh. Now, the number of heavens uh, now depends on people who come up and say, "I had a vision of heaven I and I saw seven the, things." Uh, Someone will say from Genesis twenty eight, when Jacob was lying down on the rock, and then there are those seven uh, levels that the angels, oh, the seven geez. steps, those are oh, seen so as seven say, dimensions, hmm. or seven levels. Seven heavens, depending on the kind of church or the lingo you're yeah, you know, I, used I, to. I think we need to really and then investigate that. Yeah, and then there's First Corinthians 12, where Paul is talking about the you know, I was in the third heaven. Mm. So guys say, Oh, well, there's only three heavens, okay. Um, but then the other guys, you know, that he was in the third heaven, he wasn't in the highest heaven, yeah, yeah, kind so, of like how the temple had like the holy of holies, and there was exactly. all those other, yes, and then the outer stages, court, yeah. and yeah, wow, and the holy place, and then the most holy place, yeah. man, as long as God is there. I'm cool. Whichever one you choose to put me in. <laughs> All right, cool. So what I want to know is, okay, I understand the good guys, right? So that's God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, angels. Yeah, Holy Spirit is with us, but of course he's God, so he's everywhere. Yes. But technically mm-hmm. speaking, he's here with us. Actually, wait. Um, okay, and God is often referred to as the Lord of hosts. Yes. Hosts being? Hosts being the angels. The angels, right. Yeah. Okay, so explain to me that part in Psalms where it says, he, he made us a little lower than the angels. Okay. And then in the same breath, I'm always being told by pastors that you can direct the angels on an assignment, uh, yes. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like okay. we can order them around, okay. but then we're told we're a little lesser than them. It okay. confuses me. All right. So uh, when you read that, that's coming from Psalm 8, right? It talks about how you made us a little lower than the angels. Mm. Um, and then if you read in Hebrews, it's applied to Jesus as well, that Jesus was made a, for a while a little lower than the angel mm-hmm. and he took on you know, uh, flesh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what that basically means is that in terms of, uh, you look at uh, their abilities, really, inte- intellectually, mm-hmm. physically, and the power that they have. Yeah. Uh, that's what it means. So in terms of their bodies, they don't die, they don't age. Um, and they have the you know, power to appear and to disappear, things that we cannot do, do as human yeah. beings. We are physically limited. Yeah. But uh, with, so it's a bit complicated in the fact that that was in Psalm 8, that was the Old Testament, that mm-hmm. was before people got born again. Mm-hmm. But now that we're born again, you know, the Bible says, and I'm going to be referring to this uh, verse later on in Ephesians 2, verse 6, that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus at the yes. right hand of the Father. Ah. And then it also says so in. Exactly. So in <laughs> Ephesians 1 verse 19, it says he has been seated far above all rule and authority and power and dominion mm-hmm. and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So that means if we're seated with him, we are above every rule and dominion and authority and power. And that mm-hmm. includes angels. Mm-hmm. And 
then uh, yeah, First Corinthians six mm. talks about how we are. You know, Paul says, "Do you not know that we're going to judge angels?" Mm. And the word "judge" there in, in the Greek is to mean is to distinguish for them between what's good and what's bad, what's right and wrong. So angels will be coming to us and saying, "Okay, so what should I do? What do you think is a good thing to do right now?" And I, I, I need to go on assignment. What's your take? Mm. And that's what we're going to be able to do for them. So that's that's in in, in a sense futuristic. Yeah. But then the Bible also talks about tasting of the powers of the age to come. So, you know, for example, if someone is raised from the dead, that's pointing to the time when there will be no death. You know, the person could die later, you know, even if they've been raised by the, from the dead today. Mm-hmm. But that's a tasting of the powers of the age to come. Where mm-hmm. We're going to have power over death. And yes. when someone gets healed of sickness, it's also showing of the, of the power of the age to come. So mm-hmm. when people talk about an, angelic encounters where they get to send around angels mm. that in my view is a tasting of the powers of the age to come yeah. i don't think there's enough in the bible for us to then say we can make a doctrine out of it yeah uh what i would say is that the way that we are to deal and to interact with angels is basically to uh pray to god and then god is the one who will send the angels and yeah. that's what you see as a pattern throughout scripture from the old to the new testament mm. whenever there's an appearance of an angel it wasn't because Someone the person was looking them. for them or yeah. was calling on them and saying, come here. Mm. I mean, Colossians 2 actually warns us to be careful of, uh, you know, worshipping angels and false humility. Mm. It says that there are people like that who worship angels and they're into false humility and, they're, and their minds, you know, their, their arrogant minds puff them up with idle notions and they're severed from the head who is Christ. So there can be an unhealthy uh, focus on the angelic. Mm. Angels will... <clears throat> Uh, respond to the command of God and in response sometimes to our prayers. Mm -hmm. So you have Cornelius who is in his house and he's praying and Mm -hmm. then an angel appears and the angel says uh, your prayers and your offerings have risen up before God as a memorial offering or Mm -hmm. your giving and your your prayers Mm -hmm. have come up before God as a memorial offering and I've been sent to tell you to go and get Peter Peter, to come and preach to you. Mm -hmm. So that's how it basically works out. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't make a doctrine out of being a weekend Tell our angels what to do. Yeah. I, have, I have a question, though. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that, uh, or, or it was stated that there's God, Jesus, the Spirit, angels, etc., etc., etc. And you asked if what is the hosts. So mm-hmm. my question kind of comes back to that: Are there literally only angels, or is angels a blanket term for every spiritual creature that's out there? Because I believe the Bible does mention other creatures which don't fit our typical idea of an angel. Or maybe yeah. our idea of angels is entirely wrong. Okay. Oh, so, those ones with like Yes, all that. that those like were not what I would consider angels. Or maybe they are. Yeah. So that's my question. Is it literally only angels that we know of that are like, like us, sort of? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a very good question. I think the... The approach of many, I think, pastors and preachers generally is to blanket all of them as angels, to mean those guys that have been created by God, spiritual beings that have been created by God, Mm. that uh, serve Him, that are not human, Mm -hmm. but that are on our side. So that would put in the class of angels that you spoke about, the seraphim, that are only mentioned once in the Bible. Cherubim. Mm -hmm. And the cherubim. That's what's up. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the classes of angels that are... Some see them as classes of angels. Some talk about the cherubim. There's a seraphim. Then there's the four living creatures that you see mm-hmm. that have those a, ones yeah. that look really yeah. weird. I've tried to picture it, and it's traumatizing. 
<laughs> exactly. So that's that. That's another class they call that. I think some would refer that to as a class of angel because mm-hmm. the word angel itself, particularly in the Greek, means messenger. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what it just basically means in the Greek. So it's it's a spirit being that's part of that spiritual realm that's not a part of our earthly realm okay and that's on our side that's on you know not on the bad guy side yeah so who are those guys sons of enoch no yes who are the angels who came and started fooling around with humans who are they okay so there's a lot of debate (laughs) on that (laughs) some some do not believe that those are actually angels that there's a very strong yeah and they have their strong arguments uh, Mm -hmm. you know about that Um, I think sons of God, because it, the phrase used there, sons of God, is used elsewhere in Job chapter 1 and 2 when it's referring to angels, mm-hmm. uh, the sons of God. And I think it's also used in Job thirty, Job 36 or 38, I'm not mistake, if I'm not mistaken, where they talk about how they were delighted and they were glad when they saw you laying the foundation of the, you know, of the earth, you know, in the ground. They rejoiced, mm-hmm. the angels. So the, the sons of God is used to refer to angels. Uh, particularly in the Old Testament, yeah. you don't have sons of God referring to us as humans. you know as, as yeah. humans. Although, yeah, I mean, you have God is referring to Israel as uh, from Egypt I called forth my son. This is speaking yeah. of Israel in its actual context in Isaiah, yeah. and then applied to Christ later on. So the sons of God, uh, if you take that to be like you want to be uniform in your approach to how that is used in the Old Testament. You'd have a strong case to say that uh, there were angels that took on physical form mm. and started having relations with the women and children are born out of that. Yeah. But then those that will dispute that will say, listen, Jesus said that uh, there were, you know, uh, angels do not marry, right? Mm. Uh, and uh, they had they don't have physical bodies, so they yeah. can't participate in that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, in human relations, some believe that sons of God, because it's coming up to chapter five of Genesis. Uh, where it it says that from that time the uh, people started to call on the name of the Lord, so those that uh, believe that those were actually people was that these were people who started calling on the name of the Lord, started following God, started praying to God. In chapter five, that's where you hear about Enoch as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there was a there was a, a a company of people that began to follow God and really walk with them, and they were called the sons of God. Mm-hmm. And these sons of God then started having relations with women. Uh, and then they gave <clears throat> birth to this race, you know. So that's another uh, interpretation. But the one with the angels, there's a f- phrase in uh, Jude, I think it's Jude 6, if I'm not mistaken, that says, um, it's to talk about uh, preachers and false teachers who get into sexual immorality, who, who who change the grace of our God into licentiousness mm-hmm. or into immorality. And then it says somewhere along the way, it says, likewise, the uh, the angels that left their proper positions and then, you know, uh, and then they really get into the detail or clearly say they mm. then they went and did this, but it mm. says that they left their position. So the likewise there, after having spoken about immorality with these false teachers and then mm. says these angels who likewise left their proper dwelling mm-hmm. uh, can be seen to uh, be that maybe Judah's talking about the angels that, you know, were in Genesis 6. Yeah. And then they were put in chains and cast into nether gloom where they are not participating in the activities of the earth. They're just in a dark place waiting for judgment. That's the class of angels that 
they're not demons that are going about, you know, possessing people mm. or causing accidents and stuff like that. <laughs> they are cut off and they are in a particular place waiting for the judgment in a very dark place and they wait for the time when all will be judged. So, uh, mouthful, yes, but again, it's it's a very controversial <coughs> subject about yeah. the sons of God. Sorry, yeah, I really sprung that one on you. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine, that's fine, that's all right. I, I mean, it's... When you talk about angels, you have to, yeah, you, you have to talk about that somewhere along the way. You mm. have to deal with that, so definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just always one of those. It's one of those that has always confused me a little bit, like... They doing here still confusing a lot of people up to now yeah <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that wasn't that like a bit of a gateway for other religions to they, they kind of latched onto it like a lot in greek mythology how they have like half man half god yeah. type figures in their religion and they're like yeah but it's in your bible yeah it's people having kids with human beings and angels and whatnot yeah there, there's something interesting if you read second peter chapter three uh paul Oh, Peter actually says, uh, Paul writes in the same way and he's talking about end time stuff and says, in his letters there are things that are difficult to understand which ungodly men distort mm. in the same way as they do the other scriptures. Mm. So uh, one thing you find with uh, heresy or heretics is that they take advantage of difficult scriptures yeah, and then they twist it to mean something else and then they distort the meaning of it. Mm. So it's a pattern that you'll see and uh, there's a section that, you know, calls themselves part of the body of Christ that I don't personally believe because of what they believe. I don't think I could call them fellow Christians yeah. with any sense of certainty and that's the Mormons. They make this very big deal of uh, a, a very obscure verse that, you know, in First Corinthians 15, verse 29, that talks yeah. about, uh, you know, if those who are baptized for the dead, you know, uh, I think there's a verse like that. that talks about people who are baptized, you know, for, for, for the dead. If the dead are not raised, why are they people who are baptized for them? It's a very, very difficult verse, very hard to understand wh what the context was, and no one really can clearly and it's only used there it's that yeah. one verse that says mm -hmm. that and these guys have gone to town on it and <laughs> they've got a built a whole teaching and a whole doctrine around it mm. so you'll find wherever there's uh, any difficult uh, or even about how Jesus was the first born from among the dead the Jehovah's Witnesses will then run with that and say mm. oh well Jesus is really God can you see he was the first born from among the dead mm. and they'll play around with the Greek a little bit and here and there uh, so you find that there's this uh, distorting of difficult passages and this Genesis chapter 6 is no different it's a very yeah. difficult passage and it opens the door for people to come through and to people with ungodly motives mm. to distort that so we should always expect it and it's really a sign of yeah this is what ungodly people do yeah. we're not surprised man huh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> alright um, since we are talking about angels we're still on there um, we've established that they are a class of being. Yeah. Um, spiritual being. Spiritual being, imbued with great power, yeah. but under our authority as long as we are in Christ, I guess, so, in a nutshell. Yeah. So what are they here to do? All right. So um, if you read um, a few verses of the Bible, Hebrews 1 verse 14 says that uh, aren't, all, uh, aren't angels ministering spirits? Mm -hmm. that have been sent to serve those that shall inherit salvation. Yeah. So their primary role, it seems, is that they serve us, the people of God. 
And so that uh, would mean uh, protection. If you look at uh, Psalm 91, he will, and, and, you know, Satan quoted that to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, uh, throw yourself because, you know, it is written that yeah. the angels will hold you up, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. it's not literally saying you're going to throw yourself off a, you know, off a building. Mm-hmm. It's just basically saying that they will be there to protect you. Yeah. And then they're also sent to uh, give messages. So if yeah. you look at Daniel, Daniel would have angels coming to him and giving him messages from heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, when uh, Samson's mother was barren, an angel appeared to her. Gideon had an angel appearing to him. And you see so many angelic appearances, and mm-hmm. there's a message. Even Mary, the mother of Jesus, Gabriel was sent, and um, even to Zechariah as well in the temple, an angel appeared. So they will bring messages. They're there to protect, and they're just generally there to serve us uh, in, in all sorts of ways. Um, was this um, more to, of course serve God and worship of God. course yeah. was this more uh, I guess in Old yeah. Testament or New Testament why I, yeah. I say this is because a lot of these roles seem like similar roles to what the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. meant to do you, you don't need a messenger technically if you are in direct communication so have the roles of angels changed between the two uh, time periods or or what? I, I, I don't know. I just want clarity on that, okay. I guess. Um, I wouldn't say the roles have changed. Um, I think the Holy Spirit being with us, you could say the same thing with uh, any ministry of teaching or even prophecy. Why do we need prophecy if we've got the Holy Spirit? You know. Mm. So uh, I, I, I wouldn't think that the presence of the Holy Spirit would then negate the, the role of angels. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of things. I mean, the, uh, Jesus says that the angels are going to be involved in harvesting. You know, they're going to go to the four, uh, the t- towards the four winds, and then they're going to harvest. They're going to bring those that are saved, uh, you know, to the Lord. Uh, so you have that uh, aspect as well. Then they're also in act judgment. You see Sodom and Gomorrah, those two angels that uh, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. They yes. brought about the judgment you know, of God. And if you read Revelation, a lot of what happens there when the seals are being opened, when the trumpet blasts are, you know, are, are, are being you know, uh, projected all over heaven, you see angels heavily involved in bringing about judgment. They also carry on warfare on our behalf. So you mm-hmm. read Revelation 12, Michael is leading uh, the angels in fighting the great dragon who is Satan and defeats him and throws him out of heaven. So there's a lot of things because you also need to understand that um, there are some things that the Holy Spirit cannot take on because he is God. You know, if you know the Holy Spirit cannot wage war with creation because He is God, it's it's a it would belittle Him. So He has to find you know uh, beings that are of the same nature of the beings that have rebelled. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, you guys fight it out. I don't, I can't get involved because if I do, it's not a fight. You Ooh, know, it's not even that a contest. Is a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a contest at all. I mean, come on, think about it. How does God fight with His creation? So. They they do have a role, and it does continue through. Some of it, we get more clarity. I mean, we, we see it through. Uh, you find how Jesus says in the garden, do you not know that I could have had 12 legions of angels here? You know, if I wanted to, if I'd asked the Father, and he would at once send 12 legions of angels. Mm-hmm. And that would be being that. And that was saying, you're saying that to Peter, who was striking someone's ear off. Uh, you have one angel who killed 185,000 of the Syrian army, when uh, Judah was about to be taken out in the day of Hezekiah, they cried out, oh, this guy has been destroying everything else along the way. Now he wants to take Jerusalem. Mm. And then overnight, an angel was sent, 185,000. Imagine, one angel destroyed. That's a, mm-hmm. quite a, a lot of people. So yeah. okay. <laughs> the angels still have their role uh, yeah. Yeah, to play. Pretty it hasn't really one. changed. Yeah, a very, very important role as well. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. So guardian angels, that a thing, or that's just media constructed that to kind okay. of, I don't know, make us feel a bit better. Yeah, I think guardian angels is one of those things that is, it's, it's a pretty cool concept if you are into animation and you want you know <laughs> for you know doing stuff for kids. It's I think it's been blown out of proportion, yeah. but the concept seems biblical. Now again, I must say that those that can test against that or contend and say there's no such thing as God in angels. But the Bible said Jesus said that uh talking about children in Matthew eighteen, he says the their angels always see the face of the Father. Mm-hmm. And then uh when Peter was released in Acts twelve and then uh he was knocking on the door and then uh the I think the the lady who was serving, I think her name was Rhoda if I'm not mistaken, she goes to the door, right? And he's knocking and then he says it's Peter, and then she's mm. so excited. She goes back to the guys who are praying for his release. Hey, Peter's at the door, and then they say it's just his angel. Oh. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. It's an angel. Come on, you know we can't stop <laughs> praying because this <laughs> angel showed up and knocked at the door. You know, <laughs> you were praying for his release. No, we can't talk to angels. Talk to them later. <laughs> you know, so you know it's very interesting, isn't it? That they so had interactions with the angelic that it was just one of those things that wasn't like a showstopper. That's just this angel. You know, yeah. can't be him. It just has to be his angel. He's still in jail. We have to, we have to continue praying. Mm. You know, um, so th- that that concept of it must be his angel. Mm. You know, some people then say then oh, that means that we all have an angel. Mm. Um, and then that verse as well. So some say by two or three uh, witnesses, or you know, shall a matter be established? So two or three verses give you the basis of a doctrine generally. Yeah. And so they'll say we've got grounds mm-hmm. to say that people have angels that you know, walk with them. And I mean, it's from an intuitive point of view, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if they did you protect them. Yeah. 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 It makes sense that God would assign particular angels. Well, there's some who say, who, I remember reading a book by this guy who says, Perhaps angels, if you use an an, an athletic phrase or an, an athletic metaphor, they play zonal and not man to man marking. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're you know in soccer, you have man to man marking, or you have zonal defense, mm-hmm. where you are in charge of a zone. Yeah. If anyone comes into your zone, mm. that's your man, yeah. or it's man to man. You are supposed to go with that guy. Yeah. So man to man is what someone will say. You have an angel assigned to you. Mm. And then zonal means, hey, if they're in the region of uh, Africa or if they come into the region of Europe or if they come into Asia, mm. they become your baby, mm. you know. So the angels don't actually accompany you. Oh, I'm going like uh, <laughs> Cookie Monster is in the States, yeah. you know, and then he has this angel, you know, in the in, in the plane with him or something. You know what I mean? Goes <laughs> with him. The angels in America will take care of your brother. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're going to stay right here. We're going to have problems of our own. So, <laughs> so that's that's basically how some have chosen to kind of uh, deal with that um, maybe area of uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. To say not that the angels actually are, but then I don't think there's there's too much to be gained or lost mm. from holding to one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Because the important thing is to know that you're, you're covered wherever you are, and yeah. the angels are always yeah. there mm. and taking care of you. Yeah, I mean, I I do like the idea. Of, you know. <clears throat> They always be that presence. It's not. I don't think it's a bad construct. I think yeah. the place where it gets distorted is when people say things like, "Well, my grandma died, and now she's my guardian angel." No, your no. grandma's dead. 
Yeah. She's not yeah. Chicago. <laughs> She's not. She's not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I think that's where people get a bit lost. Yeah, that touches on to some other stuff that we need to touch on later. All right, so that's given us a lot to think about. And because this topic had so many facets to it, we are going to continue with it next week because there was so much stuff to cover. So there's going to be a part two. If you do want to send us any more questions or anything relating to the topic, please send your comments or questions or whatever they are to our email which is radiant at the and our facebook page which is radiant culture and on twitter we're also radiant culture and on instagram although yeah there's nothing there but on instagram <laughs> we're also radiant culture it's hot it's fresh it's uncut hashtag real talk on the radiant culture podcast